0: Today we are going to be talking about empathy, and empathy is something that I am super passionate about. Um, I am a social work major, so empathy is something that's just like the cornerstone of everything we do, our skills, our values, everything. And I think by understanding God's heart for empathy, um, it can be really impactful. I don't want to say it can change the world because that's a big statement, but I think it can be a really impactful way um, to show God's love yeah okay cool so um as you know true hope is found in jesus but as vessels placed on this earth by god we have the opportunity through the help of the holy spirit to let hope rise on earth and so i think one way that we can do this is through empathy and just to start off like i think empathy a lot of times gets lumped in with kindness which isn't necessarily a bad thing But also, I think it leads to the overlooking of empathy. It leads to the watering down of what true Christ-like empathy is, which can lead to the spiritual bypassing and abuse to others. And so if that is something that you've experienced, I would definitely recommend, like, reaching out to somebody, um, because that can be, like, super detrimental. Um, I've seen just the way it affects somebody's, like, walk with the Lord, and, um, yeah, it can be really dangerous. So what is, like, the difference between kindness and empathy? So there are a lot of different opinions on this, and I think it kind of depends on, like, your perspective and, like, the way you're coming from it. But in my eyes, I think empathy is, like, a specific act of kindness, and it's more directly involved than general kindness because it specifically is putting yourself in the shoes of the other person. So it's, like, kindness can be, like, oh, like, I'm just, like, a kind person, and, like, that takes the Holy Spirit. Like, that isn't something that just, like, any normal person can do. But I think empathy is more of, like, a ground level, almost like a getting your hands dirty, like act of kindness.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So why should we care about empathy? Why are we having a conversation about empathy?
0: Yeah, that's a great question, Sophie. Um, so we should care about empathy because God cares. Um, it's talked about in scripture in a lot of different ways, but I just want to kind of highlight three different pieces of scripture and how they convey the message of empathy. So the first is 1 Peter 3 8, and it says, All of you be of one mind. Now, obviously, this isn't saying like all of you have empathy, but you can't be united without empathy. And so this vision of, like, a united church that, like, is talked about in scripture, you can't have that without empathy. So, if anybody knows Brene Brown, Brene Brown is a social work queen. I love her so much. Check out her stuff on YouTube, Netflix, everything. Um, but she has this great visual YouTube video about um, empathy, and she says that empathy is simply listening, holding space, withholding judgment, emotionally connecting, and communicating that incredibly healing message of you're not alone it's meeting the person where they are and feeling with them. We can't be a unified church without understanding who a person is, how they became that, and all of the in-between. In times of chaos especially, I think empathy is the antidote to division. And so I think like pressing into this as the church, pressing into empathy, pressing into looking into the eyes of another person and and recognizing, like, the humanity that God created in them, like, that they are created in God's image, I think that is, like, how we um, just really promote that, like, unified vision of a church, how we promote that, like, uh, being of one mind.
1: Yeah, that's really cool, especially because I feel like everything is so divided right now, outside and inside the yeah. church. And so, like, to see, like, this is one of the crucial things to having unity is really cool.
0: Yeah, I think Satan hates sympathy. I think Satan hates mm-hmm. it because it does, like, create this un- this unity. Um, and, you know, like, Satan thrives off of division. So I think that's super fun. We get to stick it to Satan when we have empathy. So I always love that. Um, the second piece of scripture I want to talk about is Romans twelve fifteen, And it says, Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. This is textbook empathy. Um, it's so easy for us when others are rejoicing to slide into a place of jealousy or competition. Uh, We are just like, I can't, like, I, I mean, I can attest to this as a senior in college. So many people that I care about are getting into relationships or getting engaged. And, like, I'm like, well, I'm jealous. Like, I want to have that right now. And that's just not what the Lord has. But I think if we, like, slide into the place of that, like, Jealousy and competition we forget to like love our neighbor by celebrating them and like empathy isn't always like the hard stuff It's also like being excited for them and like celebrating them and those good things that happen to them um Also, I think we're scared to get our hands dirty when those around us are weeping So when our friends or the people that we care about or people that we don't even know But our brothers and sisters in Christ are like hurting and their hearts are broken for something we we get scared. Our reluctance to meet those people around us where they are is in direct contradiction to who God is and who he calls us to be because he is like, no, like God is near to the brokenhearted. Like he is there with them. And so I think in our walk with Christ, as we like become more like Jesus, that is like kind of an action that we should take of like being close to those people who are hurting, even though it might scare you, like, I don't know, Sophie, about you, but, like, I am a very, like, caring person, and I'm a social major, so, like, I love to be with people who are hurting, but also, like, it overwhelms me sometimes because I'm like, I can't fix your situation, and I, like, love to help things. I like to fix things, and so I think I get overwhelmed, and I'm like, well, I can't fix your sadness, so I'm just gonna, like, back up, and it's like, no, like, go into it, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think for me, when people are sad, I don't know how to handle it. Like, I feel for them, but I am get really awkward when there's yeah. lots of emotions and feelings involved. And so, trying to figure out, like, how do you be there and listen when I don't want expectations placed on me to, to fix it. So, I'm kind of the opposite of you. <laughs> but it's definitely scary, and I do avoid it more than pressing into it.
0: Yeah. And we're going to talk about, a little bit later, like, how do we put this into action? How do we actually um, show this empathy? So. Get ready for that, Sophie. I'll give you some tips. Who I need it. <laughs> and the third um, piece of scripture that I want to talk about is John eleven thirty five. You probably know it. It's like the shortest scripture in the Bible. But it's Jesus wept. And it's like, okay, like, why was Jesus weeping? Um, and it wasn't that he was sad that his friend Lazarus was dying because we know that um, Jesus knew that Lazarus was going to be raised from the dead in, like, just a little bit. But he was weeping because those that he cared about were weeping. His love for Mary and the other mourners were so great that he wept with them. He met them there in that moment of their brokenheartedness of losing somebody that they care about. And he wept. Even though Jesus knew the outcome. Even though Jesus knew that, hey, like, this man is about to be, like, boom, like, up from the dead. Like, Lazarus, come out of your grave. Like, whatever he said. Like, Jesus knew that was going to happen. But he still was weeping because he cared so much and he loved those people around him.
1: That's really cool what you're thinking about. Made me think of, like, right now we have this hope in the resurrection Mm -hmm. when even our family members or friends die. And yet there's, like, this tension of still, like, obviously if you're the one suffering, like, weeping because you miss them. Mm -hmm. But also, like, this being okay of recognizing a hope and still being able to weep with those around you I think is really cool.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That is a great point. Um, And I really think, like, empathy, like, creates that hope. Like, Mm -hmm. it recognizes that hope and it, like, brings it to light. And also, I think, I don't know, empathy and hope, I think, is just a great, like, topic in general because it's, like, when you recognize, like, that outcome... And you might not, like, the person that you're having empathy with, they might not be able to see that. You can bring that that hope, like, to the surface. You can be like, hey, like, no, like, we get to have this. And then that person who's, ex- like, receiving the empathy, they're like, wait, like, there is, like, something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just think it's super cool. It is.
1: It's so cool.
0: Um. So these are only a few places in Scripture where empathy comes into play. But they are so important nonetheless. Because Jesus took on human form, he's our greatest empathizer. He experienced human life, and he knows what temptation and weakness feels like. So I think if we're ever like empathy, like what? Like they don't talk about that in the Bible. No, literally Jesus' entire life and um, life on earth and now in like heaven, like with God, is an act of empathy, I feel like.
1: Absolutely. In Hebrews, it talks about a lot in that book about how Jesus is this great high priest who knows exactly what it is like to be us, to be human. And yeah. yet he's also God and he's interceding for us. And I think that's, that's so cool. The fact that we have a God who empathizes with us. Like,
0: yeah. Cause I mean, if you think what? about it, there's no other religion who's like, God is like alive. Now it's where they can be like, mm-hmm. Oh, I experienced that. Which I just think is like, so awesome about Christianity. It's just like, how could you? Ah, ah. That's how I feel about it. Ah,
1: it's so cool. Like even thinking of the fact, like Jesus lost his earthly father. Mm-hmm. Like, he died, and then just thinking about the agony in the garden, mm-hmm. and just the tears and the weeping, and the fact that he asked God to take it away, but then he still said, "Your will be done." But like, he reached the epitome of human sorrow, and so like he just he knows exactly what it's like to be in our shoes. Yeah.
0: As you're going through scripture, I want to challenge you. Don't read the entire scripture through this lens, but also, like, be aware of, like, the way that Jesus, like, can identify with, like, human struggle and temptation, Mm -hmm. and, like, just be aware of that when you're reading the Bible, because I think it just, like, really, I mean, it's an important part of the scripture story, I feel like, so, just something to think about. You don't have to read it all the time, but just maybe be like, oh, this is a place of empathy. This is, like, how Jesus empathizes with
1: me. Mm -hmm. Could be fun. Who knows? (laughs) So cool. So, I've heard a lot of, like, empathy and the other word that sounds like it, sympathy. So, what's, like, this difference between empathy and sympathy?
0: Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think they can be kind of um, confused a lot. So, that's such a valid question. I'm going to be honest. Before I started in college, college, I don't even know if I knew the difference. So, that's so valid. But um, it's so important to highlight the difference because there is such a huge difference um, so, as mentioned earlier, empathy is, like, feeling for someone or feeling with someone. You're getting, like, into the hole. So, again, with the Brene Brown reference, um, the visual- visualization that she does, she, like, it's two animals and, like, one is, like, in this hole, like, in this pit. And they're, like, suffering and this other animal, like, climbs down a ladder into the hole with that person. And they are there, like, working through those feelings together. They're there getting their hands dirty. And so, I think empathy comes from a place of understanding without feeling the emotions and so understanding like it could be so I was talking to Sophie earlier and just talking about um so in Athens there's a huge population of people experiencing homelessness so i think empathy um would definitely be like if you're walking down the street in downtown Athens and you pass by a person who's experiencing homelessness like looking them in the eyes and like like understanding that they are probably um experiencing like pain and like recognizing their humanity that would be empathy, but if you just walk by them and you're like, oh, I feel bad for them, but, like, that's the only thought that comes by. Like, it's very, like, shallow thought. Like, that is sympathy. And so, f- sympathy is feeling sorry for that person. It does not involve the shared distress or emotion that empathy does. So, in short, empathy is used to create connection between the parties involved, whereas empath- whereas sympathy drives disconnection by wanting to completely bypass the very real and valid emotions of the person feeling them. Does that make sense, Sophie?
1: Yeah, that does. So, like, sympathy is just kind of this very surface level, Mm -hmm. but you're not creating that connection and understanding. You're not, like, recognizing the humanness of the other person. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so I think, um, and I might have mentioned this earlier, but I just really think, like, a key part of empathy is, like, recognizing the humanness, recognizing that, like, God created that person in their image, Mm -hmm. and so that they are valued and worthy and loved, and so treating them as such. Right. Which is so important, and, like, I feel like there's definitely a lack of it um, right now, like, in the world, in the church. And so I think it's something important to, like, press into and lean into.
1: Absolutely. So, now we get to the point that I really need. How, how do we put empathy into practice?
0: Yeah, definitely. So I'm going to talk a little bit about, like, what empathy looks like practically and then kind of how do we develop empathy. Um, so, again, like, just to clarify, empathy is understanding another person's emotions and feelings. Supporting others who are in need, exercising self-control, understanding your own feelings and emotions, and treating people the way that you want to be treated. I would also like to take that, treating people the way you want to be treated, and take it a step further and say it's treating people the way they want to be treated, Um, because that requires a deeper sense sense of understanding of the person that you're caring for. So I think that's something, I heard it and I was like, wait, that's interesting. And just like pressing into that, like trying to like understand really what it means, I think, um, is a really cool way to show empathy. Um, So another way to like what empathy looks like practically, I guess, is that we challenge our biases and preconceived prejudices. So you can't understand where someone is if you think you already know. And so if you think you already know, like this person is experiencing this because of this without ever hearing from them. Like, you can't have empathy. You can't understand because, first of all, you're making all of these, like, um, judgments and you have these preconceived notions of, like, who they are, like, where they've been and stuff. And, like, first of all, that's just, like, so contrary to um, the gospel because it's, like, Mm -hmm. where is grace? You know, like, where is the redemption that um, God offers us? So I think that's important. Um, Do you have anything you want to add, Sophie? It's okay if you don't.
1: Yeah, no, I think that... That really makes sense because if you just already have this notion of what you expect the person to be like, it, you're, you're not even going to be able to know them.
0: Really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is so good. You can't get to know somebody if you think you already know. <laughs> that is good. That is good. If you could see me right now, you'd know that I'm like bugging out because that is good. Um, so another way that empathy, what empathy looks like practically is that we listen. We don't listen to respond. But we listen to understand. I just feel like we should, like, sit on that for a minute. For real. Yeah. Um, so, if you're always listening to respond, you aren't hearing what the person in front of you is saying. So, like, I think in our culture, it's always, a, like, yes, but. Like, we always want mm-hmm. to, like, talk. We always want to have, like, our side heard. And, like, yes, that's valid. But if you are with a person and trying to care for them and love for them your love for them should outweigh your love for your own opinion your love your like love for like what you have to say you should say no I want to hear what you have to say because that is more important than anything like I have right now like your feelings are more important than anything I have right now um and I just think that's like a really important key to empathy because listening is so important y'all like listening is so important I feel like you don't have to hear that but I feel like some people need to hear it
1: So crucial.
0: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. I just, that just needed to be sat on for a minute. Um. So another way that we practically put empathy into practice is we give grace. Having expectations for a person to be a certain way or to be perfect does not allow them to, one, feel safe with their emotions around you, and two, it keeps you from being able to understand them. This goes with the expectations you also have on yourself. If you expect yourself to be perfect, you will not be able to tap into the emotions of a person who's not feeling perfect. Also, newsflash, we aren't perfect. And so there's so much freedom in that, so embrace it. Um, And I think that's so important because if we're like, oh, I'm perfect, I'm good, that also, like, it's like, no, like, sin, like, sin, you sin, Mm -hmm. you sin. So I think if you, like, had this idea of, like, you were perfect and you were, like, better, you can't, like, relate to anybody else because, like, we all sin and we're all, like, in that like nature. I don't know.
1: Does that make sense, Sophie? Yeah. Yeah. We're all broken.
0: (laughs) Yes. And so embrace that. There's so much freedom in embracing your brokenness because it talks about in scripture, like boasting in our weaknesses because that's when like God is glorified and he's like strong in those weaknesses. So
1: I don't know, just another food for thought. (laughs) Absolutely. So how do we work on developing empathy?
0: Yeah, so there are lots of different ways. I just have a couple that I want to hit at because I think they're super important, but the first one is talk to new people. Get to know, um, people that are different than you. So whether it's starting conversations with strangers, following people on social media with different ideas or backgrounds than you, or or just engaging, so like disconnecting from your phone to connect with the people around you, that's at myself, um, Engaging truly with new people will broaden your ability to understand what a life is like um, that is different than yours. So I think if you're always around people who, like, have the same experiences, you're going to be able to empathize with those people. But growing your, like, I guess breadth of empathy and, like, the way that you can relate to different people, your relational bandwidth, if you will, um, I think that is key and important to being able to empathize and love. Not just, like, your neighbor that, like, is your roommate, but your neighbor that lives across the world or your neighbor who looks different than you, that, like, has different backgrounds and stuff, which is important because God doesn't call us just love the people in your church, love the people who look like you, love the people who believe the same things, but love everybody. And that's another T that I think we should think about. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, and then another point about, like, developing empathy um, is related to that previous point, but try out someone else's life. So think about why a person is behaving a certain way and learn about the things that they care about. Step outside of your bubble. So I think in our culture, like, it's so easy for us to be just so, like, inward and me focused. Like, think about, like, the person that you walk back class every day and just think, like, oh, like, I wonder what their life is like or, like, somebody in your class that you're like, oh, I'm so annoyed by them. Think about, okay, so think about, okay, what are the gifts that God's given them and, like, why are they the person that they are and, Let's just, like, I don't know, really seeking out the, like, God, like, characteristics in them. I think will just truly change and, like, bring about a lot of empathy. Um, So these are only, like, two of the many different ways to develop empathy. But I think new experiences with things that are different than you truly do encourage and grow your ability to relate to those who may be feeling differently than you. And also another point that's, like, as basic added, added as it is, just, like, ask the Lord. Ask Him to grow that um, nature of empathy, and you ask him to reveal to you opportunities to, like, show empathy, ask him to just teach you about it, because, I mean, he wants to, he cares about it, um, so, yeah, and then, as we close out, I don't know if Sophie has anything to add, but just, like, real talk, this is good, I love this, um, so I think it's something just to really, like, lean into, but the body of If the body of Christ lacks empathy, our case for why someone should follow Jesus is lacking. Why would somebody want to follow and serve a God who doesn't understand them? Or they see a group of people following Jesus that claim love and kindness, but they refuse to hurt with that person. So I think that is just like a mic drop. Like God is empathetic. Jesus walked as a human on this earth. Like we've said so many times, like he understands what the human life is like. And so that is the God that we're following. We're not following a God who doesn't understand us, who doesn't relate to us on that level, because that isn't like the relationship that He has for us. So, yeah.
1: Wow. Well, this I think this conversation has definitely given me food for thought and challenged me to God be more empathetic, especially to some people that might annoy me in my classes. That really who hit. Huh. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. Hope you tune in again next week. And also, hope you're enjoying the music. It's from our friends, Cloudland. Yes, I
0: might be a groupie of Cloudland. I don't know. Don't tell them that because I'm not embarrassed. But I've been to a few of their concerts, and I tell every person I know about them. So, they're pretty awesome. Yes. Thank you guys for listening. As always, feel free to reach out to me or Sophie um, on social media we'd love to hear from y'all about empathy especially me I love empathy if you can't tell I was getting like fired up so if he was laughing at me because I like toggled with my hands and I was getting very um into it so yeah thank you guys for listening bye say that